Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf the following podcast is a member of the great big owl family Welcome Hello. to season three, Julia, of uh, The Curse of Strictly. It's the... You forgot the name of the podcast, Mark. I did. Do you know what? I was slightly, almost, I almost said, welcome to Strictly Come Dancing. And that would have shown, I would have shown my <laughs> hand as to, as to how I hoped exactly. this would go uh, after one we season. We know what you really want. <laughs> you know it. I think it's about time that... You know, men were represented on mainstream British television. I know someone think of the men. It's why you're always like dissing Tess because you just you see a, a mark shaped gap there, and if she just stood to the side, you'd be able to. Well, I mean, I mean, there'd have to be about four of us standing to the side to fit me in. But <laughs> I, I just, I just look at television now, Julia, and I think what has happened to the big, fat, white, horrible middle class men? <laughs> sucks, sucks to be them. <laughs> I must admit, I don't think of that and then get sad. I think of that and go. Good. <laughs> you have to say that. Listen, you're Mark Haynes and I'm Julia Rayside. More to the point. We're here to talk about Strictly Fricking Come Dancing. Well, sorry to swear, but I'm so excited it's back. It, do you know what it feels like to me? It feels like this is the, 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 the sign in the year that summer is dead and the autumn yeah. is beginning. And just it starting, I was like, oh, it's like the run up to Christmas. It really is. Immediately sort of like, oh, you get Halloween, you get sort of Guy Fawkes night. And it just <laughs> felt like, thank God, the summer is over. <laughs> we can just stop mucking about with that, you know, bare legs, tights. I mean, I know you wear tights every day, Mark. Oh, but, you know, absolutely. That, all, the in, all the indecision. I'm going to get my chimney swept. That's not even a euphemism. <laughs> I'm fully facing towards the chillier months and I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, it was funny. I mean, the one thing that felt like a little bit of a throwback was seeing all the judges come out and sitting in their pods with their screens between them. Yes. And that felt to me like... I sort of felt that was a bit dated in a weird way. Yeah, like it was in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know the pandemic isn't over. The pandemic really sort of can't be over. And I know no. that if they didn't have those pods, there would be a million green ink letters coming into the BBC at all hours For of the sure. day with people saying, you are not socially distancing the judges. But it did feel a little bit heavy handed. You don't really see that on television anymore. I know it just it, all it makes me think is those perspex screens uh, makes me think that the judges must spit a lot. Yes, now, if spittle. Bruno was there, I'd say that was fair play. But I'm not sure the others look that spitty. I think it probably is overkill. <laughs> uh, it was delightful to see Anton Dubeck taking the position in Strictly that he should have taken probably four years ago. Yeah, but it was lovely. And everything, everything about that introduction was beautiful. The, the VT Wasn't they it? gave him about halfway through the show, just saying it's it's fine, he's he's taken his rightful place. It was like a god ascending to the clouds. It was. It? it was great. Things, it felt like the way it always <laughs> should have been. And what was funny about this show is the judges had to turn up, sit through whatever it was, 90 minutes, and they did mm. absolutely nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing but at every all. time Anton spoke... <laughs> He was exactly what you would hope like the 100% Anton Dubeck judge would be. He was concise. He was witty. He was sort of penetrating with his insight. And I thought he was just 
so perfect. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit like having Len back in a way. Exactly that. And you and you realise that in sort of way. friendly, warm, debonair, slightly cheeky, older gentleman has been missing from that panel for quite a while. Uh, I've, yeah, I, genuinely, I we're, we're back to you trying to insert white men back into the, <laughs> back into the zeitgeist. <laughs> I mean, my, my, Your my, agenda is clear, Mark. <laughs> my, my dream panel would be Len Goodman, Anton Dubeck, James Whale and Jim <laughs> Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> With a guest spot from Joe Rogan from the American version, Dancing yes. with the Stars. Yeah, yeah. And, and all, no, all of them smoking cheroots. <laughs> but can, can we talk about the opening? Because there is, again, um, obviously there's been a little bit of pre-fluttery controversy, not really controversy, just some asses on the internet mm. going, well, I won't be watching if two men are dancing together. But again, another very purposeful opening. It was a complete Studio 54, complete with Bianca Jagger's horse yeah. opening. Really high production values that hair and makeup like wild to I feel love. I just thought that was a great statement of intent. Absolutely. Like, welcome to the gayest show in earth, on earth. It was just beautiful. A, a, an absolutely banging song. A song that, you know, sometimes when they do these things, they are a little bit cheesy. So you would have, I don't know, it'd be something by Shakira that I've not really heard of, or it would be uh, Boys, Boys, Boys by Sabrina. Um, and <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I think, you know, it's impossible not to watch that and, and go, I really, even if even if you hate ballroom dancing, you're like, it's always nice to hear Donna Summer's I Feel Love just on television. Yeah. The fact that they're doing the Johannes and uh, Mr. Chef um I'll, I'll, I'll get to John you. John Waite, yeah. I don't know the names of anyone. <laughs> Mr. We'll get to Chef. It. But Mr. Chef and Johannes are dancing to New Order's <laughs> Blue Monday. And I thought about that as well, like in the right? same way as I Feel Love, where you just go, do you know what? Even if you go, I think it's disgusting that two men are dancing. You'd go, but I do like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do like Blue Monday. Yeah. Oh, yes, lovely. Lovely. It, it, By the I, nice heterosexual band, New <laughs> Order. <laughs> yeah. Tess on a horse and just <laughs> waving her arms like she's necked three pills. Um, I thought it was a great sort of opening. I like it when they sort of go, <laughs> let's not try and say to Tess, do you want to learn a step? You just go, go up on a horse and just look like you're absolutely no, no. off your box. It had a slightly sort of Gotham City opening, like it was quite a low rent DC superhero movie. But then I sort of thought... Yeah, there was, there was a lot of Batman stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, and I like it when they do the sort of uh, medleys. I like a medley. I, I do like it when it when it do shifts. Do you? Sometimes it falls flat, though, doesn't it? Sometimes they choose the wrong songs. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're kind of waiting for the big kind of, forgive me, jizz moment, and it never quite yeah, comes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, I think with this, it just about works. I would have gone from I Feel Love uh, into Remember You're a Womble. Um, into uh, the full version of uh, Kraftwerk's Autobahn. Um, Obviously, yeah. yeah, It would have been absolutely electric. (laughs) Shirley looks 14 years younger than last year. I don't know. She does, doesn't she? She's She's obviously sleeping really well these days. (laughs) (laughs) She looks sensational. Um, Yeah, she did look great. There is something about how being in television, because you suddenly stop worrying about money for the first time in your life, you just become the very best version of you that you could become when you're on TV. <laughs> yeah, and... yeah, no matter what it costs. <laughs> <laughs> we did comment though, Craig, Craig for this first episode, and maybe he's just been away from the spray tan for a while and just got carried away, but he looked like a, a you know an old treasure map that had been dipped in tea. <laughs> he was just burnished. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? So I, I, I should probably mention that, you know, I do a bit of TV work every now and then and I got to uh, do a little bit of filming with Craig Revelhall. Oh, Yes. Uh, he is a, a just absolutely lovely guy. Um, I was slightly hoping that he'd be horrible so that I could come on here and, and, and I believe the children say spill the tea. Um, but, uh, oh, so look, we've now we've just discussed where the tea was spilled and it was on Craig's yeah. face. Yeah, but he was he was super lovely, super, super nice. And just Aww. what's really funny about him is, is he doesn't turn up as, if you like, TV's Craig Rebel Horwood. He wears quite sort of blingy tracksuits like expensive yeah. designer tracksuits that i mean you know I, I hope i hope he doesn't listen to this that are horrible i mean absolutely horrible <laughs> flammable flammable <laughs> very he, he turned up to the set and then he got changed you know uh, there weren't any changing rooms so he just had to do it in the middle of the room which you know he was he's a dancer i'm sure that's sort of second nature and Used to it yeah, yeah he uh he went in did his bit came out but he's everything you want him to be he's he's funny and acid but also knowing and aware of that sort of panto element of what he's yeah. doing 
Uh, and he was just a, an absolutely smashing guy. He mentioned that he's moved to the countryside. How lovely. So I think he's just spending a lot of time outdoors, living a very rugged existence, cutting cool. logs with his feet by pirouetting on them. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will recommend again, and I have done previously on this podcast, um, I forget what it's called, but it's something fabulous. Get his autobiography. It's mm. one of the most entertaining things I've ever read. It begins with him, I think, on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, killing off his drag alter ego it's one of the most delicious things i've ever read oh <laughs> he's just everything respect. you want him to be motsy as well had turned up um, wearing a massive uh, discarded ferrero rocher wrapper um, which was an amazing dress <laughs> she always does <laughs> there's always some kind of sculptural element to her, her outfits you know <laughs> she creates shapes i love her so, Julia, we know who's in the show. We know who they're dancing with. What did you think of this year's disappointing lineup? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, one, I knew you'd say that and you'd be, a, you know, the perfect granddad about it, going, oh, I've never met any one of these before. And the truth is, this is probably, of all of them, the lineup I'm least familiar with because of things like sport and soap operas and, you know, just areas of my interest that don't intersect. But it was good. It was really good to start with Robert Webb, I think, because I think pretty much everyone, does, pretty much everyone does know who he is. He's kind of, he's he's straddled the uh, the entertainment spectrum from like mainstream sketch show to sort of slightly more niche sitcom and back again so he, everyone's aware of him and yeah I think him and Diane will be a really good pairing I didn't se- sense like an instant comfortable rapport no but they I think they'll they'll be great together everyone knows he's a mover we've seen him do the comic relief thing and um he's obviously got a natural rhythm it's, and certainly for me it feels like he's been a strictly contestant in waiting ever since let's dance for comic relief God, it seems yes. like you, you probably like seven years have passed i think you know he's, he's passed he's now in his 50s he's had heart problems i mean they, they could have made this call a bit earlier <laughs> well no the th- i think the thing is it may if they'd done it earlier it might have proved the end of him i think now he's super healthy and really looks after himself so now is probably a good time to do it he might not have passed the medical before by the sounds of it no, that's true um, the, the other the other sort of big name that I think is is the only booking that I'd sort of go that could have been in any year is going yeah. to be the actor Greg Wise who I think is oh, going to be oh god yeah I mean I mean I'm not going to be I'm not convinced that he's going to have any moves he seems to me like quite a posh guy actors always seem to lack a bit of natural spontaneous <laughs> rhythm uh, in my experience yeah I know what you mean I think it might be public school it was do you know the the the, the intro where he said that the only dance movie he had was to dirty reggae and I just thought oh shit oh shit oh shit don't don't say that please don't say that when he started doing it <laughs> it, it was good. just at what point do we applaud to make this stop um, I know <laughs> it was I, 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 I felt I felt you know people like Greg Wise who are so charismatic and are charming I love and are him. handsome yeah. and are talented They've never had to dance because they've never needed to. They haven't had to do a move like a sort of male peacock in an attempt to appeal uh, yeah. to the object of their affection. I am really worried, Mark, because I've got one word for you and it, and it's Hiddleston. Yeah, compl- <laughs> he is going to Hiddleston I'm his just, way through this. Yeah, I'm afraid for him. That natural, funny, just personality, I think, is going to start to grate when we have to watch him do another terrible four minutes and him sort oh. of like, you know trying to charm his way out of it. I know. After those two, though, Julia, this felt to me like a very big, like, petrochemical company that had put on their own <laughs> Strictly Come Dancing for the staff. And they basically <laughs> gone, it's all employees, but as a special guest, we've got our a brand ambassador and Olympic-winning swimmer, Chris Peaty, also taking part. <laughs> Adam Peaty. Is it? Is it Adam Peaty? You don't even know his name. Oh, my God. Dad. I know. I know. Every year, I do say that you know. I think this is like the weakest lineup ever. And it every a, year, Mark, it becomes a running thing. But this year, what it lacked for me was any surprise bookings that you went great piece of work. You know, the the, the bookers really earned their money there. And I was thinking, it's just you know, you, just off the top of your head, you know, even someone like Jackie Weaver. You know, that, <laughs> that you would stick in and you'd go, well, she's going to be out in week two. But at least it reflects the year and it's a bit of a novelty booking. You know, oh, do you think I want old 80s pop stars? I want Kim Appleby. Actually, that would be good. The nostalgia thing would be good. It yeah. seems a shame that they're not going down that road. I don't know. We we always say, you know, that, that oh, it's a weak lineup, but then it's never about who they are at the start. It's about who you get to know. Yeah. This makes careers for lots of people. And obviously, 
we're not the people who watch soaps. Millions of people know who the soap people are. And I, I agree with that. I do, I do think that there's also too much of a focus on people who are working at the BBC. But, oh yeah, well that's true. And and that for me it should be it's it should be celebrities. It shouldn't just be these are the guys who we feel are good and, and can showcase on a different show as well. There there are very limited pools from which they fish, which include BBC Breakfast, CBBC, mm. um BBC Sports Coverage and obviously BBC Soap Operas. You're right, it's a very cross brand promoting yeah. sort of yeah. <laughs> circle jerk in a way. It is. And and you know, that for me adds to the sense that it is sort of like you know not a genuine tv show but an office production um the the the, the, i mean we'll we'll get to it but as well but my you know my my real feeling on this show was if you are going to set yourself up and say we are going to have someone from the world of social media for the kids then you need to get a big name from from the world of social media and not someone who is primarily famous because their dad is famous yeah and obviously then having to get him into the intro vt so you've got some sort of context there it's a bit near the worst thing about that interview t as well for me is it basically set out the stall which is going uh, and you know if you were on of course you know your dad would be happy to do something every week would he you know oh, and it's so grim isn't it you know it's uh we're, we're, of course we're talking here about violet beauregard um yeah. <laughs> maybe violet beauregard will turn out to be a really charismatic and brilliant signing but so far i'm getting very um who is that emma woman who owned a zoo like i'm just oh, getting very yes. she doesn't need this she's rich but she's just doing it to pass the time and i sort of get slightly affronted by their inclusion uh, absolutely i kind of think i want it to be a hard-working showbiz trooper who's like really using this to their advantage and it's funny how they will go for people who are of a a, a high earning social strata oh my but, god yes but they won't go well what about someone who has got an obe because they've worked with the kids yeah you know? uh, uh, it, it seems and uh, uh, it's such a big platform that if you are going to get people that no one's heard of why not get people for whom it would be life-changing rather than just another job that makes them a bit of money that they go well i can you know buy a hat with that i know you just when you look at strictly and you look at the you know some of the bigger names who do do it you, you look and think it's it's across the board. No one's ever said it's the worst thing I ever did. I shouldn't have done it. Everyone talks about it in such a positive way. Mm. There must be something mysterious to do with dancing ability and the, the basic auditions that go over and above like who they're allowed to ask to do it. Because, you know, you just think there are millions of people. I mean, millions is probably, but thousands of celebrities who would, you know, for their careers and for the exposure, love to do this. And they never end up on the show. So there must be something else at play that we don't understand in yeah, the casting. I agree. I mean, I've, I've been watching recently the, the Channel 4 show, uh, SAS, Celebrity SAS or whatever it's called. Oh, I hate along those that lines. show. I hate it. it, it, it it's, it's abominable. It's, it's basically <laughs> um, a load of, of, of quite right-wing men um, just demean and humiliate celebrities who yeah. uh, are, uh, are, are totally unprepared for what they've got involved in. Yeah. Um, and I, I was watching that and I, I was thinking, oddly, the, the lineups in that were stronger than the lineup on Strictly. Yeah. And and that isn't the way it should be. This <laughs> remains after God knows how many years, the BBC's flagship entertainment show. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't get big names, if someone like me who reads papers, watches television, is across streaming, you know, is is really in that world. If yeah. I'm watching this and going, not only do I not know these people's names, I don't think I've ever seen most of them before. Then yes. something's going wrong with the booking. It's a little bit, isn't it? I, the one thing I will say in favour of, um, I wasn't sure at first, but I actually preferred it. This series, they they did away with those face-to-face and your dancing partner is kind of cringy. Yeah. Everyone's face is freezing because they're smiling too hard, trying to look pleased with who they've got. They did away with that and mercifully did it on a VT so that they could cut out the minutes or hours sometimes of like fake grinning uh, when the dancers particularly see a celebrity and just think, well, they, they don't think I'm going to win then. No. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> they, they it's all too in, much. In the little bits where they did the videos where they, they were meeting, Every single one of the the dancers or the celebrities had to say the line. This is the person that I wanted I the most. I secretly out of all wanted of them. them, which is just horseshit. Oh, completely. It? What what you've 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 watched Strictly Come Dancing and you've gone. Do you know who I'd like? Nikita, a guy the who I, has never danced before, and I don't know the identity of. <laughs> I mean, it's just nonsense. I mean, I think what they mean is they've met them for rehearsals before yeah. they know who their partner is, and seeing them across a room, maybe they thought. But no, not literally all of them can't have got the partner they wanted, and and that brings us. To 
to, Mark, the fun game you could play in episode one, which uh-huh. was spot the anti-vaxxers. Hey, because yes. we know that two of the dancers, two of the pros, refused to get vaccinated to take part in the show. Uh, frankly, I'm sorry, my politics, I, I'm not going to hide. I'd have said then you don't take part in the show and we'll find two other dancers who will get vaccinated. Um, but yeah, and apparently some of the celebrities were a bit unhappy about being put with an unvaccinated dance partner. My, my, my point is, of course, is if you don't want the vaccine, that's absolutely fine. But the reality is you then have to take it on the chin when people say you can't come in here. Yeah, and exactly. The reality is a, a leading BBC <laughs> show like that, having made shows for the BBC and Channel 4 in the last six months since COVID's happened, there is absolutely zero tolerance of breaching any COVID regulations. They're absolutely mad. So why you would allow two people who are unvaccinated to continue to come to work. It just absolutely boggles the mind. They'll be be less likely to get ill. They'll be less likely to pick it up in the first place and less likely to spread it. There endeth the vaccine message. But my God, so Mm. who do you think it is? Like, I've tried to guess. (laughs) And with with absolutely no science at all or any kind of um, uh, fact-based process at all, Mm -hmm. I've decided it's Nadia (laughs) and um, that new one, Kai. He's got a look about him. Who I, do you reckon? I am, I am obsessed with Kai because I was looking at him and I was thinking, oh, that's good. He, they've got an old, a really old pro. And this is like the last race that this formerly brilliant thoroughbred has got to do. Right, okay. um, Turned out he was 29. Oh, my God, he's not, is he? 29. Uh, I thought he was in his early 40s. I mean, he looks like he spent the first 28 years of his life basically working down a mine. <laughs> and he spent the last six months as a dancer and now he's here. Wow. Tough paper round. He looks <laughs> haggard, man. Uh, anyway. Oh. We've got, rather than personally insulting the dancers, by the way, I have no idea who the unvaccinated dancers are. We will not speculate any further. And I'm just having a bit of fun. Okay, we have to return to the partnership. So Rob and Diane, Mm. uh, I think uh, Rob openly admitted, uh, although he regretted it later, that he wants to win and and believes probably that he can do because, you know, the guy has moves. Um, I, I would have thought they'd go fairly far. We also know they're doing a cha-cha-cha to Rasputin for the first week yeah. dance. Yeah, and I think good. Give him big because I think, you know, you could see even in the group dance, yeah. one of the things he is going to be picked up on really quickly is gurning and mugging. Yeah, um, they put him at the back, which I thought would, if it, if I was Robert Webb, would have really annoyed me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Robert Webb wants to be at the front. It's a good choice of song because it's fun. Yeah. And he's going to be dressed as a Cossack. And he is Definitely. going to be hopefully having a huge beard. Hopefully she will too. And they will be <laughs> strutting around, you know, like they're marching through Gorky Park in 1912. Defo. It, it's going to be a delight. I'm really Definitely. looking forward to that. So the next couple, uh, next couple is Katie, currently from Hollyoaks. I gather she was also on Coronation Street, but now she's in Hollyoaks. And she was partnered with Gorka. That's who's right. Who's usually given to someone with potential. Well, but also, I mean, Gorka is the partner of Gemma Atkinson. So I presume they live Lovely in Manchester. Gemma Atkinson. Yes, yes, yes. And Katie McGlynn seemed to definitely be in Manchester. She was looking at the old Corrie It makes set. sense, doesn't it? So yeah. I think that may have been a marriage of convenience. Perhaps. Um, have you noticed in this one as well, and Katie McGlynn was a good example of this, there don't seem to be any of those 20-year-old fireworks that they have brought out the soaps before, um, like, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Ginger Dynamite, Maisie Adams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yes. And what, what we've got now is a slight sort of, you know, I don't know, it just feels a little bit, this whole episode, everyone seems to be aged between 34 and 54. <laughs> and it feels to me like they should be aged between... 14 and 23 with one who is in his 70s but katie mcglynn i think, was a... I think we've already proved we're quite bad at judging ages <laughs> yes, that's is the benchmark true. for that but katie um, mcglynn yeah. for me again when you saw her in the group dance she was very much oh ah here we go oh look at look at old muggins here no, I know, but I think she's going to reveal hidden depths. I mean, she's got stage school written all over her. Also, the, the young women, they wear so much makeup now these days, Mark. They all look like they're in their late 30s. <laughs> they all look like soccer moms. <laughs> I, you see, I, 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 cannot, I, I cannot judge ages anymore. So exactly. if someone said to me, well, she's, she's been in it for nearly 30 years, I'd go, oh, yeah, that, that does make sense. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd believe them. I would. Anyway, uh, on to Reese and uh, his partner, Nancy. So Reese is from CBBC. Yeah. Um, Nancy, I think this is the first year she finally gets a professional partner, which is exciting. Or she is someone's professional partner. Um, The thing I instantly warmed to about him, although apart from the fact that he seems to be able to move very well indeed, Mm. 
is that he said of Nancy in the little post-show uh, interview with Claudia, I imprinted on her like a baby duckling. <laughs> and I just thought that's, that's kind of adorable. Also, I like your references. Yeah. Uh, I'm into you. So I, I'm quite keen on him. I, I like not, Nancy as well. Him. I mean, she was, she's was she been a backing dancer, I think, for the last couple of years. She but has. When, when she first uh, appeared, they made quite a big deal about the fact that, you know, she, she really couldn't speak English. She was just speaking wow. Chinese. And so in two years' time, to be able to be on one of the biggest shows in Britain... I've, I, I, you know, I'm nearly 50, Julia, and I can, I can speak English and that's it. And the idea of doing anything in two years. I couldn't even, like, you know, paint a room in two years. I know, learning anything now. Like, oh, oh who can be bothered? I know. And so I, th- I thought, well, she's she's obviously driven. She's obviously dedicated. She's obviously worked really hard. Um, and I, I immediately warmed to her and to him. Yeah. Um, he's one of those those guys that the second you see, and I know we do this every year, we go, who are we going to put our money on? The second you see him, you go, if he can shift in any way, what he's got is the CBBC uh, ethos, which is men tell you what to do and then you do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And it's like being in the army. And totally. I think he's going to be one of those guys who is just a sponge because he is so used to just following the orders about what you do. And that, and that, those those CBBC presenters, they work them hard. They don't pay them much. No, um, the hours are long, and they are just kind of like machines almost on kids' TV. So I think, yeah, his ethic is going to be good. I think he's going to take this very seriously. Absolutely. Um, we then had uh, Sarah Davies from uh, Dragons Den. Yes. Yes. Uh, now with, I didn't really with Ali know- Ash. Yeah, I haven't seen her before because I'm, I guess I tuned out of Dragons Den some years ago. Now um, she's sort of fulfilling the role of the ever so slightly more like somebody you might know in real life yeah woman of a not 22 year old age but she there's there are there are no kind of properly older women judy love, love must be the oldest woman in the in the light this year i don't think she's that old mm. um but so it's quite unusual for ali ash to get partnered with someone who i i'm cool i'm not calling it because you can't call it but i don't think she'll be in it till the final say perhaps unless no. she suddenly seems to develop dance uh sort of dance expertise from nowhere so it's quite unusual to see him partner with someone because obviously Jeanette has now left the dancing lineup she's going to be presenting the BBC two show yep um it takes two so yeah it's, it's, it, seem, it seems surprising that they would put him with someone who isn't probably going to go I don't know the I, longest distance I have a feeling that there's a slight thing of a changing of the guard coming up you're and not so, saying Ali Ash is the new Anton are you well I'm saying that they're certainly <laughs> pushing it that way that they say no. we, we'd like to see them but we don't necessarily want them to get all the way through to the final oh, I see so you can see that like you know with Diane and Robert Webb I don't think anyone at this stage is thinking Robert Webb will go through to the final and but I then, think then look at Bill Bailey last year well that's true that is true yeah but he we had OT and OT is, is something else <laughs> something else oh she so is um, but with, with, with Ali Ash going with, with Sarah and I think even possibly with Gorka going with, with Katie McGlynn I think there's a slight slight sense of going these are the guys who are evergreen they don't need a win you know they are already they're already over with the crowd so I think there might be a sense of we partner the big names with the ones that we think will be middling and then we can have some more breakout stars creating new stars BBC I mean that is what what they do wonderful thing to do for a change I know exactly so um yeah so we didn't get much of a sense of whether Sarah can dance or not but she's Bags of fun. Yep. And um, I think their rehearsal footage would be really good fun. Mm. Then we got this sort of little, quite stylish little section where we met the new dancers. They got a little showcase all to themselves. Yeah. Taking place um, in a warehouse that I believe uh, formerly manufactured sexual tension. <laughs> Deserted <laughs> oh, now. But they were, uh, they were, they, there was still enough of it in the air, wasn't there? They were... It's like a post-apocalyptic sexual tension warehouse. It yeah. was. Definitely. It was, it, was, it was how, if dogging was like that, then we'd all go dogging. <laughs> But it was, they were prowling around in the dirt and, uh, you know, it was like a, a, a sort of student production of Chicago oh, now filmed that's inside unkind. Battersea Power Station. I, it, it, was was, it was very much that. I enjoyed it very much. Mm. So we met Kai, who we've established is um, a lot younger than yeah, he looks. 26, it turns out. Then 26. I didn't hear the full, is it Javita, the uh, new tiny Polish pocket rocket? I thought her name was Crystal. Um, but Jesus, we we've our, both of our hearing needs testing. <laughs> and then Cameron and Crystal. <laughs> that is like I've just sort of gone. Oh, there's there's the new Polish dancer. I wonder what a stripper's name is. Crystal. Terrible. Jeez, what teeth? Don't tell me what you've been watching. Um, yeah, Cameron, uh, who is energetic and had a hood up, mm. and Nikita, who has hilariously floppy golden hair. Yeah, like a sort of a Ukrainian emo kid. 
Yeah, I immediately knew they were going to partner him with Gordon Ramsay's daughter. And and lo and behold, they did. Mm. He has a um, slight Draco Malfoy air about him. Yeah, there's something evil about him. He, for sure. he might be a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look forward to finding out if he is. Then, obviously, you have to go for the next couple, mm. which is the standard breakfast television pairing of... <sighs> Someone from Breakfast Television and one of the dancers who's a little bit deflated to find out they've got the person from Breakfast Television. Oh, so it's absolutely. Dan from Dan BBC Walker. Breakfast. That's right. Six foot six tall, Dan Walker. So there's no other dancer he really could have gone with because Nadia, I think, is the tallest mm-hmm. female professional. Um, he came across very well. He was sort of a little bit bland, but very nice. He'd started the the contestants WhatsApp group, he said after mm. in the interview afterwards. And he, he seems very nice, um, obviously worried about his very long Limbs making him a bit sort of ungainly in the faster routines. I I think we're looking at a you know maybe a couple of weeks, three weeks in. I think he was. Walker. I think he'd been watching Matt Baker. I think he was trying to do Matt Baker's moves uh, oh. as a fellow long man, and uh, yes. I think he's going to struggle. Uh, to be honest, he he had for me the air of. A man who plays a lot of amateur league football and <laughs> thinks he's a real card. And Aww. he was, there were just funny things he said. Like he said, I'm a TV presenter or, or broadcaster. You know, nothing funny about that. <laughs> you're, you're a TV presenter, mate. You, you know, broadcaster. Yeah. It's, it's just a bit weird. He also sort of referred to, you know, <laughs> his di- dead dreams of football a lot. So at one point, you know, they, they showed him in a football stadium and he said, yeah. um, I mean, you know, I've got to partly live out my dream on this side of the screen. You know, and the idea that being on the BBC as a main sort of presenter is a sort of poor runner's up prize to what you wanted to do. And slight weird <laughs> begrudging nature he has of it. He referred at one point to, I ended up in the wonderful world of TV. Um, <laughs> you've, done, you've done it again, Mark. Every series you find one contestant who I think is just literally the least <laughs> objectionable person ever. And you find something to absolutely detest about them. But thank you for being consistent, I, at least. <laughs> I can pick him out, Jules, honestly. He is, he is uh, and I've, let me make it clear, I've never met him. And this is just nothing but, but, but pure sort of blind madness. But Nadia's face said it all. In their meeting, I think it was in a football stadium, whatever, her face is, re- she's really bad at hiding her true emotions of all the mm. dancers. Her her showbiz smile is the least convincing. Her face said, well, that's me fucked after two yeah, weeks then, isn't it? Completely, yeah. completely. And I think, you know, uh, t- there is slightly a, a, a danger in big name presenters going on strictly uh, and revealing <laughs> what they're like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and sometimes that's a bad idea. Yeah, no, I, I think you're wrong about him. I think he's just nice and bland and fine, mm. and you're just picking holes because you find him threatening in some way. <laughs> I, I read something about him many, many years ago, and he's quite he's quite religious. Is Dan Walker? Oh, okay. You should have put that first. Okay, Not sure right, he that's... believes in evolution. Oh my god! Presents a news show. Oh wow! I might be wrong about that. I mean, you know, there are probably lots of people who believe in Jesus and things, <laughs> yeah. also being journalists, and that's, that certainly doesn't preclude them. But yeah, ooh, that it, it just it puts a different spin on my take on him. You're right; he's evil. He must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Um, then we move on to um, apparently she's already the favourite with the bookies. Interesting. Rose from EastEnders, the first ever deaf contestant on Strictly, and her partner Giovanni. Yeah, good meet up that. I mean that's really a good. that's a great a great partner. They obviously they're not saying, look, this is a sop to um, you know if you like uh, you know a very very uh, jaded way of looking at it. But if you like the Paralympian slot, yeah. um, it, it's by giving her Giovanni, they are saying, look, you know we 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 are investing in this one hundred percent. I think that's absolutely right to do so. Also, you do not give a rank amateur with no promise at all a jive on week one. No, no, and she, I, mean, I, I, I think it's going to be sensational. So she was talking about. So. The very fact that, you know, obviously her deafness precludes her from hearing the music. But what she she does talk about is she talks about how she can pick up vibration. She can uh, see how body movement works and react to that. And she will have someone on the side who is signing. I was watching this, you know, and I was thinking, it is mad that we don't like get taught two years of sign language in school instead of two years of German or whatever. Nothing wrong with German, but I do sort of think... Wouldn't it be great if everyone just spoke a bit of sign language? It would be so good, wouldn't it? Yeah, really yeah. would be. I, I get a bit emotional about things like sign language, about someone going, there is a problem here for these people and we need to work out how we can surmount it. Yeah, And people definitely. just sitting there and going, how can we do this? It just makes me sort of go, aren't human beings brilliant? Totally brilliant. By the way, have you heard of Niall DeMarco? No. So Niall DeMarco, he in 2015 won America's Next Top Model. 
And he took part in Strictly, the American version, Dancing with the Stars, yeah. mm-hmm. series 22. Now, Niall DeMarco is entirely deaf. And Niall wow. DeMarco won series 22 of Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Oh, okay, right. Brilliant. So they obviously know that, you know, that, that this, is a, this isn't just a, if you like, a stunt. This isn't just like a, a sop to saying, oh, you know, look how inclusive no, 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 we no, no, are. No, no. But, yeah. you know, I think she's going to be a, a real contender. It shocked me, though, Julia, that they mentioned she plays Danny Dyer's daughter in EastEnders. <laughs> and I was like, well, how come she isn't five? I mean, <laughs> D- Danny Dyer is younger than me. Um, and that was a horrible moment of mortality for which I will never, ever forgive her. No, that's fine. And I think it's fine for you to take against her for that reason alone. Yeah, no, she she came across really, really well. She was there kind of, you know, being a representative, you know, well well beyond her years representing the deaf community, but mm. also just seeming like a really nice dude. And I think completely their partnership and their sort of chemistry was the most genuine, the least forced, I think, of any of the couples just on one, you know, one meeting. It was great. I agree. And, I, and it does it does sort of slightly boggle my mind that, you know, in a way, the BBC sort of PR department is so bad that I had no idea that there was a, a, a deaf actor on EastEnders. You know, you'd think that sort of thing would yeah. have been mentioned at some point on something. God knows, I watch the one show pretty much every week. <laughs> you do. <laughs> for a different podcast. And I've, I've, they've never gone and let's let's talk about this, you know, this remarkable actor. Let's let's no, talk it's... about the challenges she faces. You know, yeah. instead we've got to watch something about recycling. You know, <laughs> Again. Makes no and sense. Yes, how you should wash it. Or shouldn't you? I don't know. I'm confused. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips and get ready for the lesson. Anyway, moving on to our next competitor is Adam Peaty, mm. Olympic gold medalist and self-confessed fastest breaststroker on the planet, mm. which he's t- clearly trying to make a thing by saying it repeatedly. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I mean maybe, with... maybe six years ago that would have been funny. I mean, now it's just, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> <laughs> but we found the next contestant, male contestant, that Mark is threatened by. Um, he clearly is uh, incredibly well put together. He's just come back from Tokyo. Mm. He's in peak physical condition. And he's been paired with Catcher, which I think is a great pairing. It is, yeah. She did it by uh, the introduction by strutting down uh, to the swimming pool wearing these absolutely tiny stiletto heels, which yeah. I did think I wanted a lifeguard to run over and go, absolutely no way. <laughs> Not near the pool, you know. This is Are a, you mad? to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll be bombing next. You know, no. Um, I've always had. I always worry about sportsmen in this because sportsmen tend to be people who have dedicated their lives to their sport, and yeah. what they haven't done is spent a lot of time in nightclubs, or, <laughs> having any fun, or being interested in music. You know, music yeah, is yeah. a distraction from ploughing ever forward in an unceasing straight line um, <laughs> as quickly as you can. Um, he he did seem in the group dance like he has some rhythm and i think that can be a dangerous combination having a bit of rhythm and then a body which is in peak physical condition and used to doing what you want it to do exactly. i think he could become quite good it will just be all whether he's got that that natural rhythm 
Well, he demonstrated a quick hip action. Again, he's sort of, you know, there, there's definitely, there, he's trying to show his cheeky side with, you know, the breast remark and then a mm. quick hip wiggle, which obviously the audience responded to very well. Um, I've got quite high hopes for him. I think you don't put someone with catcher unless they're going to, you know, improve. And I yeah. think... The, 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 he said the stamina will be no problem. I think the loosening up of his limbs, the, his very disciplined limbs, is a possibility judging by the early signs. So. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, look, he, he's also one of those guys who, because he's, as he says, a triangle, he's one of those guys who <laughs> just uses his arms instead yeah, of his legs his to move. Yeah. He is going to be lifting Katya in ways that I don't think any contestant has ever lifted any of the dancers Ooh, before. That, that's actually making me feel quite excited. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the pool, cool down. <laughs> I, think um, I think I'm having a, men- a little menopause. Um, <laughs> next, we move on to AJ Adudu. Mm. Adudu? AJ Adudu. And her partner Kai. Now, when when they did their meet cute, I can't think of a better word for it, her face was a picture. She genuinely just looked at him like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) And she, she, she had tried to hide it well. But just there was just a small micro reaction before, yeah. where she was like, "No idea." <laughs> no, no, I, no, I don't have a scuba. Um, <laughs> she is. Uh, I, I, I really, really like AJ Dudu. I've yeah. only I, again, I haven't seen her actually present. Well, she did um, the Big Breakfast on. You know, they, they for one for one gotcha. day only they revived the Big Breakfast on Channel Four, and yeah. she did that, and it was like so charming and so brilliant, and it was really um, it's baffling to see why they don't just do the big breakfast again with her because she's great. I, I think there is a part of her where there will be a certain section of people who go, this is the most annoying person I've ever seen on television. Definitely, definitely. I, I think she's fantastic. She's everything you want in a presenter, which is just unbridled enthusiasm, just excitement. She looks happy to be wherever she is. Exactly. And she goes, do you know what? I've got a minute. I'm going to fill it by making this minute, whatever I'm saying, as entertaining as I possibly yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I really respect that about her. Um, I, I thought that Kai, when they did the introduction of him, once I got over the fact that he was clearly a grandfather, um, <laughs> I, 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 I really was impressed by the way he moved. He brought oh, a yes. professional sizzle to it that was very I masculine. Think, I think the ladies and, and, and sections of the gentlemen too are probably going to quite like him. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at this stage, and having seen that little bit they did in the group dance, that AJ and Kai... I would put up there as being potential winners. Oh, I think they'll be in the final three. I Do you think just... with their very long arms, they'll be holding aloft that trophy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he won't be able to, obviously, because he's got brittle bones. He's, he's, he's a pensioner. <laughs> and arthritis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought they, they will connect in a way I think think i didn't see anyone else have the natural Ooh. chemistry that i think oh, the two exciting. of them are going to have mm. okay and then we had greg wise uh, he came out. He was charming. He was fun. He did a, a reggae dance that was... Um... Dirty reggae, I still think, was a mistake. Oh, very much so. But, you know, hopefully, I mean, I think what happens in the studio, again, just watching a white guy trying to do a reggae manoeuvre, is that because she's such a generous soul, Motse from behind the desk was kind of making encouraging noises and kind of copying yeah. his move. And I thought, oh, that was such a kind thing to do. Wasn't it? I mean, I mean, <laughs> it, it was diffused no... it slightly. It was no less embarrassing than if we'd gone, I used to like listen to dirty reggae and uh this is my impression of it and he'd have oh. gone into a sort of oh, voice no! it, it was as bad as that um yeah. a, a cambridge boy came i presume he went to cambridge university a, a sort of ca- cambridge university boy talking about dirty reggae and i imagine that when he tells that to people who are similar to him they all go oh my god you know absolutely hilarious. this is what i mean about his old hiddleston i just think he's He's delightfully out of touch. He's he's referring to himself as, you know, 55 and over the hill and stuff. But, you know, he, I think it's just covering for a lot of the fact that he's just very posh and very out of touch. And when mm. um, he said, when they met outside the house where he'd filmed Sense and Sensibility, and he said, this is my house, my my child, my kid and I were watching it just went, oh, that's, yeah, that's probably his house. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I believed it completely. <laughs> you live there with Dame Emma Thompson because of course you do. <laughs> yeah. he's, um, he's dancing with Karen or Karen. Um, Karen. Karen. I've gone for Karen because uh, when we talk about who didn't have an inoculation, I'm sure it's going to be her. Oh, no, don't say that. No, I don't believe that for a second. No, I would never believe that of her. But yeah, I think actually as a pairing, they're very, very attractive together. I really like the way they look together. They are. I have a feeling that they're also, they aren't particularly bothered about Karen winning Strictly anymore. She's no, a big enough I... name. And yeah, I, think, I they, think probably. You know, she's gone with that. She's been given what looks like a, the sort of A-list guest. 
so she can't be angry. But she knows in her heart of hearts there's no big plan for her to go through, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he'll be a little bit of an awkward posh boy. Um, maybe, you know, my, my instant sort of preconceptions are that, oh, that he'll probably be able to look all right in a ballroom hold because yeah. he seems to have been born in one. But um, anything else where he's asked to go way out of the, the, his comfort zone, we're probably going to start to see him his weaknesses quite early. But he does make jam for everyone, which did, I have to say, even though I'm a sucker, it appealed to me. Yeah, and I like the fact that he went, it was poisoned. And that was, <laughs> yeah, that yes, was, that a, was a double a double bite of the, um, you know, I'm a nice guy and then here's a funny gag. He does think... seem funny, I really hope. I mean, he's married to Emma Thompson. She wouldn't be married to a, no. like a, a, a big a big humorless dolt. But, no, um, yeah. completely. And I, I, if I could put a bet on about anything that's going to happen in this show, the bet that I would put on is at some point when he goes out or gets a terrible mark, he's going to bow. <laughs> Um, I think yeah. he's the only contestant on this series who will do a bow at some point. Oh, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then we had Judy Love, uh, and she was uh, paired off with Graziano, who's never yes. really, he's never really had a good shake of the, of the, uh, of the what? Shake of the no, frog. Not, not really. No, he's always a bit mid-table. I couldn't even tell you who he's been partnered with before. Um, he, he, he has an odd sort of face that looks like it's been drawn with a, Biro. It's just such an odd. I mean, this is awful. Like, I, but there's something really strange about his face. Yeah. Look at his face. It's just not. He's just got a face. It's normal. But there's something weirdly cartoonish about it. I can't quite put my finger on. He has a very much a look of. They would say this was Europe's most handsome man in 1993. Yes, maybe. Um, it's a, a sort of slightly oddly dated look for a yeah. young man yes, on television yes, now. Um, Judy Love. I mean, I think for me, you know, um, this is this was as good a TV performance as she's done in the whole of her career she was so funny and at yeah. home and larger than life and everything I thought she was really really good she's giving them exactly what they've booked her for and yeah. will no doubt make a lot of the episodes you know go with a, a real swing because the force of her personality is just you know she that's why she's there yeah she's kind of going to be the outboard motor I think a lot of it I don't think she'll win um and I don't know with without without this country's record for voting out black women in the first week of reality shows, yep. it could be another one of those disasters. I don't know, but um, we are big racists. It turns out. Oh in yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I hope that doesn't get borne out for her. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not expecting huge things in terms of um, mind blowing dance routines, but who knows? Maybe she's a crazy good mover. Certainly, you know, uh, her and Robert Webb, I think, are the two people who you keep an eye on to produce the single dance that is the most memorable of the series. Actually, yes, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. And then yeah, we have yeah. John Waite, uh, who is paired up with Johannes. My God. Like, OK, if, we, if, we, if we're being shallow, best looking couple. My <laughs> God. Just the angles and the height and the limbs and the... They are. They look like a couple of sculptures dancing together. I had actually not really been reading the uh, the Strictly News, so this came as a total shock to me. Oh, lovely! And I was, I say, shock. Like I was horrified. <laughs> Absolutely wasn't. <laughs> well, hang on. Who else did you think they'd go they'd put in a giant cake? <laughs> well, I'd, I, I'd said to my wife, I'd said when when it was there, I was saying, look, you know, I don't know if, if that chef is gay. I said, but you know, they, they made such a big deal about Nicola Adams dancing yeah. in a same sex uh, sure. partnership. I was like, you know, it just seems funny that. You know, you wouldn't do that with a contestant this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Johannes came out and I was like, oh, brilliant. Great. Totally and not amazing. having any of the hype about it, it just made it feel absolutely 100% like the most normal thing, which is exactly how it should have been presented. You know? uh, exactly. And I, I think there, there was some fuss when when I think Tess said it's the first all-male couple, the, the reaction in the studio was big and it was really excited mm. and supportive and lovely. And I, I mean, obviously, they just the two of them seemed to be delightful people anyway yeah um but i think yeah they're just going to if they just do this every year it will be normal and then yeah. eventually you know e even the, the the noisy little mosquitoes on twitter will just stop commenting about it because it's not important it's you're not we're not watching them have sex we're definitely just watching them dance so i think that's probably fine <laughs> I, I, and if look, two men dancing together makes you think of penises and bottoms yeah <laughs> am i allowed to say that on this podcast <laughs> then then why don't you feel that way about a man and a woman dancing together it doesn't make you think about what they do in bed oh so i'm sure just, it does make know. these people think that because they think about if they they're basically obsessed. see a tanker going into a port they're in a frothing <laughs> at the mouth um uh, uh, julia do, do me a favor uh, who is the celebrity john white so he won bake-off right and then has since i think made a bit of a, a career out of well it's really funny so he was this very handsome kind of quite unassuming young brown haired man mm. who in a cardigan who everyone fell in love with on Bake Off and this is literally the first time I've seen him since Bake Off because I, sort of, I guess I haven't seen the shows he's been presenting on um, and he is now 
at least a foot taller and <laughs> so ripped it's frightening uh, bleached hair and just really confident and has clearly just found his true self but he um he did a very good book i think it was him a really good cookbook where it's just everything's five ingredients and mm. i bought that and it's really really good recipes i must recommend oh yeah. good so well, I, I, I want him before i was really angry he was on and then when it turned out he was dancing <laughs> in the same sex thing i was like oh i'm really pleased about that and not just any because again this feels like slightly blowing their um their big numbers too early mm. but he is beginning this series with a tango to blue monday which yeah. is tango number one like big bold exciting thing that you tend to do when you've got a bit more mm. control of your muscles and you're aware of your you know your body and dancing and stuff but then blue monday which is just like a guaranteed banger oh absolutely but remember mentioned. last year they they took too long to actually do anything where the same-sex couple were touching were doing a proper yeah. ballroom dance I, yeah i mean i mean you really made me laugh but you're you're all like you know it's very important it all looks like the keystone cops and you know, <laughs> yes. and, you know everyone is 12 meters apart at all yeah. times and I think, you know, it's quite nice to just sort of go, well, let's get this, let's get this done. Let's get this out of the way. Let's go with passion. Let's address this. If you hate this, then this is what you're going to hate the most. Good. I can't, again, I've, I, maybe I'm just reading that into it because I, I kind of want that defiance from, from the production team this year. But the opening of the show, the kind of the big, gay, fabulous Studio 54 opening. Mm. And, then, and then this very, like you said, they're going straight for a couple's dance. There's no way of doing this with their fingers tucked into their belt buckles and like sort of like doing a fake hoedown. It's it's going to be a proper dance, and really, if you don't like this, you can just go. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I love that. I would I would love them to invite sixty incredibly out young gay men to just yeah. run onto the stage afterwards and just all start <laughs> hugging. I think it's uh, it's fantastic. And anyone who complains to the BBC, they immediately just flash mob their house. Um, <laughs> um, Anne Marie did a little song. She came out. Anne Marie for me was a perfect example of the sort of person who you would have hoped would have been on Strictly this year. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. and she was great. And she was uh, it was really nice. There were lots of moments during her song where she was just looking at the dancers and giggling and going, "Oh my God, Strictly dancers are dancing to my song. This is great." And had the right energy. So much personality and so much warmth. And you yeah. know, uh, it was annoying here. The, the American twang in in her uh, voice. I was uh, I would I wanted to, to just hear. I wanted to hear unadulterated Amory. Oh, um, you get more dad every year. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It did make me think. Bring back Top of the Pops because I watched that and I was thinking Strictly is the only place where I, I hear like people who I've seen on television do their music. Well, this is why we were talking about um uh, you know Buzzcocks coming back the other day. Me and my husband mm. and just said you know we're, we're surprised as a format that it's been brought back because it relied on other music TV being on around it. Yeah. So that when the guests sat down and they were musical guests, you'd know who the hell they were. Mm. And now it's like who are they going to get on because I don't know who anyone is anymore. But then maybe that's just me being ancient and old. Well, it, it is slightly, but I want to be. I want to see. I want an hour of just here's Anne Marie. You know, here's, I don't know any other modern pop stars, Julia. Here, here's the squirrels, you know. Here's Nick Kershaw. Yeah, here's Fuzzy Terry. You know, I, I, I just want to see more pop music. And, you know, I think Strictly I Come Dancing is, is, is basically the, the equivalent of what Top of the Pops was, except you get it one is. song. I know, I know. You only get one shot unless you're a big star and then you get to do a medley. Yeah. Uh, well, too much more distracting dancers dance around in front of you. So um, then we had a very brief and lovely uh, visit from Bill and Oti, who reprised their Sugar Hill Gang routine, which is lovely to see Always happy to see that. Just delightful and brought back lovely memories of last um, last autumn, last well, last winter. Mm. And then we're on to the next couple. So it's Nina Wadia. Yep, and she was paired with Neil, who at first I didn't recognise. I didn't recognise him at all. Yeah, like what's going on? He was wearing a cap. And you suddenly realise that you your brain only takes him in and goes, ginger hair, oh, it's Neil. Right. And without the hair, you were like, I don't know what this is. He's done a Samson. Like, is that the source of his <laughs> yeah. powers? Don't know. Might be. Might be. Yeah. Um, but- uh, there was a lovely bit where they, he met her on a boat and they were sitting on the back of the boat. And even though they were so sort of low down in the seats and, you know, probably yeah. a good two metres away from the, the top of the boat. They had these tiny, stringy little life jackets, which the BBC had obviously forced them to you put on. Wear, yeah. On a canal. I, I mean, mean, yeah. Ah, but... Health and safety gone mad, isn't it? But they're, <laughs> they're, dancing to a, they're dancing a samba, which again, for me, feels like difficulty level 
10 yeah. on week one. That's a really hard one. And she did look terrified when she when she heard that. She Didn't looked really she? afraid yeah. and wanted to go. It made me realise as well. I mean, she said, well, you know, obviously she's had she's been acting in EastEnders, but she said, you know, I'm probably best known for goodness gracious me. Yeah. I did sort of think, you know, that's a show that was on 25 years ago. So long ago. And, and again, you just sort of go, you know, couldn't you have reached out to one of the Derry girls? <laughs> just, just something that would have no, seemed... No, they're busy being well, really well, that's famous it, isn't and it, in Hollywood I suppose. People who are, who are still busy and on television, they don't yeah. have time to give up four months to be on Strictly Come Dancing. Exactly. They've got their careers to keep going. I think they, that that's what we haven't really examined, that, that Strictly is, it comes at a specific time in a career. For lots of people, unfortunately, they don't get to be on it for long enough for it to make any real impact but for, for other people it, it it changes the direction of their career mm. and if they were you know just straddling that thing between um an athlete who's trying to make it in sports presenting you know alex jones is now bossing like tv coverage of nearly all sports like it can it, is it alex jones or alex scott so alex, right, yeah. alex that's not the one show lady it's the other one but you know it, for someone like her it hinged her career in a spectacular way and yeah it's but it but it does specific things for specific people it doesn't necessarily ever land in someone's career when they're already flying high and then just sort of i don't know like bill bailey for example is not suddenly he was already playing massive stadiums mm. and traveling the world and doing loads of documentaries and he's been doing a cabaret residency for the last few months it ha- i don't think it's really made him any more famous or successful he already was you know no and you're probably famous with people who who then don't invest in you in any way. Exactly. It's people who aren't going to come out and see you, who who don't really want to see stand-up, but they go, yeah. oh, he's famous. Yeah, yeah. The next dancer was Tom Fletcher, yes. who described himself first as author, which I thought was a bit disingenuous. I mean, really. And then I think, and obviously Robert Webb, um, same thing. They were like sort of writer and actor, comedian mm. and author. But they, but yes, it's that we're calling them slashies now, aren't we? Where they've got more than one job. <laughs> yeah. But the, the kind of determination to, to put the writer first. Like everyone knows you're in bloody McFly. Like don't be ridiculous. Absolutely. That also seems to be another fishing pool from which the casting people regularly, Isn't it? <laughs> regularly pluck another contestant. I mean, McFly, McFly always felt for me a little bit like the CBBC of pop music yes that, that they were exactly that. hard-working young men yeah. who are very scrub up very well very polite very dignified that Lovely. sort of thing um uh, amy uh, is going to be his partner she was delighted to meet mcfly big mcfly fan mm. she said uh, she came in and she they, they they sang a bit for her and she said oh that was the best day of my life um, <laughs> she was so happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really wanted there to say because earlier I found five pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's much more, much more believable. But no, but it was very, very sweet, and she was clearly very excited to be partnered with Tom. Mm. Um, but the insanity again, the little Claudia interviews after you see their meeting, meeting sort of VT, mm. they said that not not only is Tom on tour now with McFly, yep, just for the whole of the run of Strictly, Amy is also on tour herself with another show. And so they're going to be in different parts of the country and doing Strictly every, well, whenever they can train and then every weekend. How the hell? I mean, I know they're young, but how on earth are they going to manage that? Uh, They aren't. They're going to be dead in the water. They are going to be dead in the water. They won't have time to rehearse, surely. No, completely. And I think there's, there's going to be that thing after every dance where they have to go, well, you know, the difficult thing is we've been touring. Uh, we're, we're going to be at the yeah. Cardiff O2 next week. I'm going to get week. tired of that very quickly. Very, very much so. And I think, you know, the problem with, with Strictly is it, it relies on you saying this is the most important thing and we work really, really hard and I've always wanted to do it. You can't sort of go, yes, I've fitted it in around my schedule. Because the whole no. carapace just collapses then. Because, uh, yeah, any, I mean, it's really nice. All the all the old Strictly contestants have been on social media this week saying, oh, if I've got any advice for you, it's this. And they all say the same thing. It's like, basically, give yourself to this utterly. Yeah. Don't do anything else. It's like, don't don't try and do your degree and have a part-time job. You'll never manage it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it, realistically, you do have to. That's, that's why it really annoys me. If we go on to the next couple, it really annoys me mm. that someone with an independent income who lives in her dad's mansion yeah. <laughs> is probably going to have quite a lot of time to rehearse with Nikita so Tilly is Gordon Ramsay's daughter and my my child did inform me that they follow Tilly on TikTok so she's obviously yeah well she, look, she's got she's got nearly a million Instagram followers yeah. this is it's not someone who is absolutely not there but if you're going to go no, no, for, no. An, for an influencer there are much much bigger influencers I know um and 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 that's slightly the issue with this that it, it what it looks like of course is it looks like nepotism when yeah. you look at her career, she works on CBBC where she does a show which is oh, yeah, about cooking. cooking. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Every, everything that I've read makes an awful lot of hay with the fact that her father is Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Now, it's very difficult, I think, for children of 
big celebrities like that to necessarily forge their way in entertainment without that continually coming up. But you don't help yourself by going on Strictly Come Dancing when... I mean, anyone else could have done this. I know. know. I just, I mean, they obviously, again, they must know what they're doing. This is, I suppose, a Joe Sugg was the the first sort of influencer person they seemed to Mm. cast. And then there was Harvey last year, who I know isn't, he he came through kind of social media and got famous that way. And I don't know. And obviously it's going to keep happening. But yeah, I agree. There are lots of them who didn't come via the conduit of their rich, angry, shouty father. Yeah, entirely. And and the very fact that every time they refer to the TikTok, they're like, you're dancing with your dad. Yeah, that's that's lame. There is something sort of, you know, that that I find it impossible to get behind that person. Me Um, too. I've got to make that clear. But maybe she'll be amazing. She's dancing the waltz with Nikita anyway next week. So we'll wait and see whether that pans out. In the group dance, she looked abominable God. so so i mean this may be joe sugg was good yeah and this <laughs> this may be a one and done who knows yeah perhaps perhaps we shall see we but could be we will see totally wrong uh the next name i think it's hugo monnier it's ugo 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 without the h and he is we're going i'm gonna to have to refer to him as question of sport because once something <laughs> sticks in my head it just does but i think i think he is a rugby a rugbyishan. yeah he had <laughs> a big rugby now, career you're absolutely question right and, of sport, and, yeah yeah and a commentator and everything uh, he has a the lovely, relaxing tones oh. of a Dudley Stroke Wolverhampton accent <laughs> that, that sits under there, which which I you're I, right, or yeah, unironically, it's such a lovely, you know, are you right, or oh, I'm allowed to do that because more mums from the black country. <laughs> she, <laughs> yes, I, I I mean I I love that accent. He he was <laughs> funny. He was sweet he was he's cool adorable, he was he? everything you want it to be and obviously he's been paired with ot the, the last professional yes. left yes. so as they pointed out two-time champion i'm pretty sure without even really seeing ugo dance they don't really want her to win again of they course want it to not. be more of a surprise this year of course it not. could they, be anybody's they, game this they year. didn't want her to win last year which is why no, they gave they her bill bailey they? No, and that, that backfired. But they will not have made the same mistake twice. I, we, we know things like rugby players. They are up for anything. They go, I'll give it my best shot. I'm yeah. not going to take it too, you know, myself too unit. seriously. He might, he might struggle to shift it around the floor. I, I, think, but... I think there's every chance he could be appalling. But and she was, so, I love the way she delightful. was hinting. Yeah, he's so delightful. He's a real talker. She was then slightly surprised me because, you know, she's a lovely chatterbox as well. But he, she was making it quite clear that she doesn't need him to stop talking. Yes. <laughs> that, that lovely thing where he said, oh, she looked at her watch and said, right, it's 11 o'clock now. We'll talk again at 12. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was rather elegant. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I mean, again, you know, I, all the people seem very, very nice. It seems unfair yeah. to go, you know, this, oh, this terrible lineup. But um, no. I, th- I think from a corporate point of view, what it lacks is the surprises and excitement that, you know, you, you, it makes it feel like Christmas. I take your point. But you know what? Episode one, it's almost pointless us doing this until about two weeks in. Because mm. once they start dancing and once you start seeing their kind of sweaty, unguarded sort of real personalities coming through in yeah. the training uh, footage, everything changes. Your favourites change, who, you, who you're getting behind changes. So I am happy to sit back be, I just, I, I did get that feeling um, during the, the group dance at the end there of just sheer gratitude to have them back, to be at this stage of the year, yeah. to know that they're going to be with us till Christmas and just uh, overwhelming gratitude. That was my main emotion Completely. from the end of the show. I mean, who knows Thank what's you. been, who knows what's been on BBC One on Saturday nights over the summer? I have I, I no don't. idea. I don't. <laughs> no, not a clue. There could have just been a static shot of a cat cleaning its bum. I would yeah, have, exactly. I'd have no idea. If we, if you were going to pick totally blind without having seen anything yeah. other than the ten seconds of them dancing in the group, who are you going to say is going to make the final? I think. Um, I mean, early signs of Rose and Geo are really good. I don't know about her moving and stuff, but um, just a little bit of the group dance and the way that she's going to feel the music. I don't know. Something tells me she's going to be good. Also, the bookies are saying she's. They must know something. I don't know. Right. I, I do think. I think Robert Webb will be fantastic. Yeah. Because we know the guy moves like uh, a crazy person. Whether he can discipline that into you know some of the harder dances, I don't know. But his natural dance is going to be really entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know. A winner. I could, it's really hard to say, isn't it? I think AJ looks like she's going to be good as well. So if her and Kai hit it off on the dance floor, that's going to be really fun. I'd certainly put her in my, if I was going for the final right now, I'd yep. say it would be AJ Adudu, Reese Stevenson from CBBC. And I'd probably go for Tom Fletcher 
I think oh, he yeah. has he has a very big fan base, uh, which you know completely mystifies me. Not not because he's bad. <laughs> it's just I, I, I don't. He just you know, seems so nice. He does, and there's so many other bands that you could be into. Um, I, know, I know, I know, I know. He's very popular, but I mean the, the the horror about that as a final makes me think that well, based on what the great British public are like, then Tom Fletcher would win it hands down. Actually, no, you've completely overlooked John and Johannes, which. I think at Team Jojo, they're already calling themselves Team Jojo. I can't believe if those personalities that we saw last night are anything to go by, that they won't make the final because, I don't know, unless John is somehow hiding the fact that he's the world's worst, most wooden dancer, they're going to charm their way through this, surely. I I mean, I I worry about the people who vote on Strictly Come Dancing. Even if they go, that was a good dance, I think there'd be something about them saying, but I've never voted for homosexuals to win a talent show and I never will now. (laughs) But I think that's the point, though. If you make them, and if they're clever, they will do this. If you allow any kind of information onto the screen or any of the coverage that suggests they're battling against prejudice, they'll get the highest marks every week. They're the underdogs. Come on, we're British. It would be nice. It would be nice to have like that at the end of the, the last few years, yeah. that we go, finally, finally, someone other than a beautiful white male stroke female has yeah. won a leading British reality show. It would be cool, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice? Oh. Wouldn't that be lovely? Yes, please. And then we stick them straight on Celebrity SAS. <laughs> and pull them to shreds yeah, and drive ruin them their into mental the health. Floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is our first preview of the first show of Strictly Come Dancing 2021. Julia, is it going to be a brilliant series? I literally have no doubt it will be. I think there's a really interesting mixed bag in there. Some excellent personalities who I hope stay in longer than a couple of weeks. And just I think there's a lot of unpl- unmined talent out uh, in that lineup. I think they must be there for a reason because <laughs> we yeah. haven't heard of them. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to finding out all all about what they're like. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be uh, you're going to be you, you don't have to just like listen to this podcast to find out what you think about Strictly. Do you? Oh no, you're going to be you're going to be committing it to damn print. I am. So I'm going to be the eye papers uh, Strictly columnist for the, uh, the the length of the run. So that starts next week. So I shall be having insights all over the bleeding shop. Oh great, are you going to get? To interview them go go demand you get to interview them <laughs> demand you get to interview them i only want to interview uh greg wise and um and team jojo the rest i'm not that asked about i mean they're, they're fine yeah. get, me, get me an interview with karen <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> for karen's sake only <laughs> Karen, my first question is do you love me uh, <laughs> could you love me could, could you? you love me how much money would it take for you to <laughs> pretend you loved me <laughs> oh good everything's back to normal oh, nature yeah. has healed <laughs> oh yeah I, i'm the true virus um, <laughs> right so look until strictly kicks off uh, we'll leave you with that Thank you very much for listening. Um, And we'll... uh, Look, we're just going to be back, Jills. Isn't it great? Couldn't be better. (laughs) Respect is due. So until next time, keep listening, downloading, reviewing, telling your friends, etc. Karen, Karen, if you listen to this, please, 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 please love me. Run! I'm Scott Hancock and I host From Queer to Eternity, a new podcast exploring what it means to be queer, where we have conversations like this. I look at younger generations and go, you can just Google this stuff. The fact that the only mention of queerness was don't get AIDS. (laughs) If I'd been marrying a girl, that would not have happened. Maybe we can find a a universality that that we weren't aware of before. That's why this podcast is so great, because actually, I guess we just don't think to speak of this stuff. And yet it's part of our fabric. From Queer to Eternity, available to listen to now from the Great Big Owl Company.